Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. My name is Simon from What Culture. Thank you for joining me yet again for another edition of Ups and Downs. And I just want to put this out into the ether and hope somebody hears it and does something about it. If you're running a wrestling promotion and you think you can get something on TV... Just make it 60 minutes. I swear, one-hour wrestling shows fly by quicker than I lost my hair, and I flipping love it. This also leads me on to AEW Rampage, which is a one-hour wrestling show, and it's time to find out whether it was any good or whether I didn't like it at all. You then go in the comments and go, Simon, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just what life is, but let's up those downs. Gun versus Darby Allen was our opening contest this week, and let's talk about it. Obviously, otherwise it's just going to be me stood here like this, and I think that'd be a little bit awkward. Now look, I certainly wasn't against this, because one, Billy Gunn is still a pretty big name in all of professional wrestling, meaning if Darby Allen beats him, he's beating a big name. But also, two, I think it's about time we did do something bigger with the Gun Club. They've been doing really well on Dark and Elevation. I can also understand why AEW did what they did, because Billy Gunn is absolutely huge. And even if you saw him here, you do not understand it. And how the hell he looks like this at 58 years old... Well, flub me sideways, it is just nuts. But anyway, the point is, the fact that Billy Gunn then ragdolled Darby Allen made all the sense in the world. Like, you could have watching it, well, that's absolute nonsense. But when I sit down and took it in, I just thought to myself, well, I don't really want to see Darby Allen get rugged out right now. So it didn't really work for me. And maybe it's because I kind of see Darby as a super duper star now, so I don't always want him to play the baby face in peril. And while he did win here, which I do think comes across as a big victory, when he hit the first coffin drop, Billy Gunn basically kicked out at zero. Then Darby Allen went back up, he hit a second coffin drop, and he did get the one, two, three. But yeah, sometimes I feel like we just take our hit and we swing and we miss. That's what this kind of felt like here. I suppose the most relevant point is that during this, Darby also took out Colton and Austin Gunn, and I'll talk more about that in just one second. And I want to make it very clear that AEW should absolutely keep trying new things. Like, just because I don't like something doesn't mean they shouldn't go and do it again. But yes, I just wanted to get my point across. And this one didn't really work for me, so I am going to give it a down. Just to tie into all this as well, afterwards, because basically the gun club have been prodding Sting the whole time, going, <laughs> we're going to wind you up. Everybody got into a big schmoz, and it ended with Billy Gunn 
taken out Sting. So I suppose this could build to a tag match, which actually would be quite fun. But yeah, anyway, I've said my piece and you should go and watch this all the same, just so you can stare at Billy Gunn and just wonder what kind of specimen this man is. Also, if you do watch it, you get to hear the Gun Club's entrance theme, which I swear is just music from a menu in a JRPG. I mean, you'd be wiggling your tush straight away. Just to add to this randomness too, QT Marshall was then talking to Tony Schiavone and he said, word up, Big Tone. Do you know what I want to do on this week's episode of Dynamite? I want to face CM Punk. Now on the down low, I really like QT, so I well up to this match because I just love all these crazy things we are doing with CM Punk. And we cut away from this to see an inner circle promo and the men of the year going, we don't really like Chris Jericho and his group and therefore we want to fight them. And this is really good because do not forget, at Full Gear, they didn't lose. It was America top team and it is really important that both of these guys get a mega push because they're great. It was then time for match two, which was Jay Cargill versus Red Velvet in the TBS tournament. I really enjoyed this. And this is kind of hypocritical of me because it was basically the same as our opening contest in the sense that it was giant versus person that is not a giant. But I suppose sometimes it really does come down to the characters. As I have said many a time too, what I really get a kick out of is watching Jade Cargill and Red Velvet get better each and every week. Like seriously, go back and see what they were doing in December, November 2020 and you will witness this progression. I think it's absolutely fabulous. There's also this ridiculous rock bottom onto the ring apron by Cargill and Red Velvet sold that like she was dead. And just before this, Jade Cargill did I'm just gonna stand here slam. And it wasn't a fallaway slam, even though it was meant to be a fallaway slam, but she's so damn powerful, she just went whoop and threw her over her head. This beating meant that when Velvet did start to fight back, you could feel the fire, and my word, she got this crazy near fall after the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and Jade Cargill could not have kicked out any later. Red then went for the final slice, and I was like, wait a minute, surely that has to be a reference to Red Velvet Cake? I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong, I am an idiot, but this didn't work, because Jade Cargill instead caught her in the glam stam, she got the one, two, three, and she's now going on to the next round, and she's probably gonna win this championship, which means, yes, it will be called That Bitch Show title. How am I gonna tell that to my mum? I think this tournament overall so far has been awesome though, and it's also done the division a world of good. Thunder Rosa then let us know in a really angry way that it shall be her who wins this tournament, and she was well wound up, maybe she will do that. When we cut to CM Punk, who went, all right, QT Marshall, I'll fight you on Wednesday, and we'll see who the turkey is. That's actually what he said. This is, of course, because it's Thanksgiving in America, but Punk also mentioned Cutie Marshall's goons. So we're talking about Anthony Agogo, we're talking about Aaron Solo, and we're talking about Nick Comorado. For as you see, he is my new best friend. Yep, if you head over to his Twitter, you will see tweets from him saying that my videos suck and that I have no hair. And sure, a lot of that is true, but you didn't need to say it, did you, you hairy, hairy beast? We also learned that winter is coming is back in December, and that rocks. The last one was really, really good. Before we had our interviews, before our main event, and my word, do I love the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish. For one, Mick Jackson had to have been dressed as NXT 2.0. I know that makes no sense, but go and look at him. And if he wasn't dressed as this, 
Well, he totally was. Matt also called Jungle Boy Jungle Man, and that made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, because I felt like it justified the fact that I've been saying it for over a year. And given the fact that they were talking to Christian and the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy dropped a great line where he said, well, actually, the very first Bobby Fish match I ever saw, I won. Shots fired. Christian also threatened to smash these fools with a steel chair if they did interfere, and then Mark Henry's all like, oh, man, let's do the thingamajig. That's not his catchphrase, but I really enjoy these little bits. This, of course, also meant that it was the Jurassic Express taking on Adam Cole and Bobby Fish or the jungle versus the sea and really the major thing we did learn is that once again Adam Cole is a terrible terrible friend. Up. These guys have tremendous chemistry as we have seen over the last few weeks and you've got to figure we're heading to the end of the feud here and even though Jungle Boy has been a lot meaner recently it didn't really work for him here because he was having his ass whipped the fish were winning. It did allow Luchasaurus to get this wild hot tag, and my word, this dude was so good, and he was flipping, and he was flopping, and he was going, rah, I'm a dinosaur. But just as he went for the double choke slam, well, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish cut him off. But that meant we then had Luchasaurus versus Bobby Fish, but also Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy, which of course ties into everything they've been doing. And that really was cool, because you got this pseudo one-on-one contest, and I'm sure we're going to go back to that eventually, when Jungle Boy finally gets to win. And the absolute best bit, is that Cole went for the Panama Sunrise, but as he went to do his flip, Jungle Boy pushed him up in the air and Luchasaurus gave him a powerbomb. Honestly, I wanted to write him a note saying that was absolutely unreal because it was. And seriously, everything else here was just so damn good. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a brilliant tag match. And because the Young Bucks realized their friend was getting beaten up, they started to head to the ring. Given that Christian had already told them what he was gonna do though, he came out with his new best friend, the steel chair, and he chased away Matt Jackson, and he chased away Nick Jackson, but he also chased away Adam Cole, meaning poor Bobby Fish was left in the ring all by himself. I mean, as if it wasn't bad enough that Adam Cole had wheeled him out of the water. This eventually allowed Jungle Boy to apply the snare trap and get the one, two, three. And you can't stop the man right now. Or the boy, the human, I don't know. Bobby Fish also deserves all the props in the world because some of the stuff he's been doing has been truly excellent. And I thoroughly enjoyed this main event. And somewhere deep down on my tootsie toes, I was like, I think the Jurassic Express, at the very least, should be tag team champions within the next six to eight months. So we shall have to see what's going to happen. Which brought us to the end of AEW Rampage. And while the first match was kind of hit and miss for me, again, it certainly wasn't bad. And if you enjoyed it, I totally understand. Which means overall, this is going to get an up. Go and watch that main event. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about the show last night. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head on over to whatculture.com where we shall keep you up to date with all the latest wrestling news. Come say hello on social media and watch videos, especially WWE SmackDown ups and downs, because that's the party of Saturday. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you for watching me as always, and I look forward to giving you a hug very, very soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.